<laughs> How do we sound, Aaron? Okay, level. That's okay. Level. Will you check be at the game the, tonight, or what? I'll be there. I'll be there. Okay. Um. Level check. Nikki, do one more. Just say Matt Mosley is my favorite radio host. Matt Mosley uh, will be at the game tonight. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> she does not follow instructions. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. Yeah. When, okay, so what time did you actually get your – I was going to set it up this way. When did your first practice was yesterday in there, in the new yes. – in the yeah. Foster, is that right? Correct. Okay. Okay. I'm just trying to get my mind around what today is. Today's Tuesday. Yesterday was Monday, a holiday. So on New Year's Day, you guys were in there practicing. Okay. Got it. I was looking at pictures this morning of the of the the first trip in there. All right. Um we're here we go. Three, two. Oh, hold on a second. Nikki, just so you know, I'm going to we'll play this this afternoon and I'm just going to make it kind of sound like everybody's, you know, arriving at the for opening night and that kind of thing. So, you know, I'm going to okay. try to gotcha. do some the, some theater here if I'm capable of it. All right. 3 2 It is the Matt Mosley show ESPN Central with Aaron Sexton. And it's time for Nikki Collins' appearance on the show. And, Nikki, congratulations. We'll talk a lot about that 85-79 win over um, top-five-ranked uh, Texas. Now the Bears uh, uh, move up to number six. I think that was the biggest move in the rankings. And, and I never really understood why you guys were uh, holding there at 10. But, man, I was, I was glad to see that movement. But uh, happy New Year, Nikki, and uh, happy almost uh, opening night as we get ready for the men to open. Folks uh, uh, hearing us and arriving, starting to arrive at the beautiful uh, new Foster Pavilion. Um, how excited are you about all this? It's been great. You know, it's uh, it's been an interesting last month where I asked myself the question, they tell me it's going to be ready. Is it really going to be ready? Um, you know, and then being in there on Sunday, um, the first day that the men practiced and just kind of doing a walkthrough, I thought, okay, this is, this is going to be ready. It's not done. But as far as uh, the in-court arena experience, I think um, hopefully people figure out how to get in because once they're in, I think they're going to love it. Yeah, and – Man, it's um, I I just kind of wanted to see both your and then we'll talk about maybe what your players felt like. But going through that first practice, I, I yesterday, I would think the hardest thing is to kind of keep everybody focused because, like anything, and it's like it's kind of like Christmas morning. It's like okay, y'all come in here, enjoy all this, but we actually need to get some work done. What was that experience like, though? Just um, as you said, you've seen, you've been in there, and I'm sure your players have kind of been on a tour or two and that kind of thing. But to get to kind of walk out there, get shots up, um, go through a practice. I mean, what what were your what are kind of your initial impressions of 
of what it looks like and, and what do you imagine it being like for the fans? I just, um, I'm just, you know, I think it was, uh, first of all, I think the hardest part about being in there yesterday was the focus of the new arena and being excited about that coming off a day off, coming off a Texas win and New Year's mm-hmm. Eve and then New Year's Day. So I think there was a lot that kind of led into our afternoon practice yesterday um, that potentially, you know, made it made it hard for everyone to focus. Um, but I think in general, um, you know, I, I just I personally doesn't really matter, but I, I love the size of it. I love that it has um, the ability to, to truly be state of the art in terms of how it functions. And but at the same time, you know, I think it's going to create a really loud environment. And, you know, fans are going to feel close to the floor and there really isn't a bad seat in the house. And I just um, I think it's going to be really exciting for our students and our our fans um, and and for our teams. You know, I think the idea of playing in a building, it's just hard to compete in. Um, I'm not sure that Farrell was ever that. Not that it wasn't really good to us. Not that um, I'm complaining. I think it's just there are certain venues that you play in that are quite frankly just hard to play in because of the noise, the fans, et cetera. So, um, you know, hopefully we can be uh, a little like Allen Fieldhouse in some ways in terms of, of an environment and a place that's tough to win. Well, yeah, that's um, – I like that. Just mention one of the greatest arenas of all time, one of the greatest college arenas of all time, um, and that's uh, that's not a bad thought. And and I, it's kind of like anything, Nikki, I – It'll sort of take time for the players, coaches, and fans to kind of settle in and get a feel for it and all of that. Now, shifting gears to uh, talking to Nikki Collin, who uh, her team just took down Texas 85-79 to in Austin, a place that uh, you guys have functioned really well over the, these last couple of seasons. And historically, obviously, Baylor's done well, but I think – you know, it, it, Moody's a different animal. I mean, it's an exciting place, good fans. Um, but, man, that, that – uh, to start off conference with everything, you know, you've been undefeated. <clears throat> There's so many things you worry about as a coach. You know, I, to me, here's what I was worried about the other day. I've, I've actually, even going back to my old playing days, you have to go back about 30 years. But, like, when something bad happens to another team, you know – sometimes you can get hit with a haymaker from that team. Like if they're playing for that player or whatever. And Roy Harmon, as you talked about really well yesterday, I'm, um, I might add her on, on Saturday. I mean, you know, she makes Texas go. But you don't know exactly what you're walking into when a team loses a huge player like that. I, I, I just feel like you had – what was – I, I'm kind of curious, what did you tell your team going into that game, like how to approach that? Because you want to be respectful of them losing a great player, but you can't like let it seep into your players' heads like, hey, this is going to be a different experience or something. No, I, I, you know, I know people didn't believe me when I said it um, because I, I, I understand the outside looking in saying, wow, Taylor Jones isn't playing. Rory Harmon's not playing. Rory Harmon's is, is is having as good a season as anyone in women's college basketball this year, and and is the head of everything they do on both sides of the ball. 
Um, but I, but I do think she's also the kind of personality, not just the kind of player, but the kind of person, the kind of leader, the kind of teammate um, that they were going to rally around and everyone else was going to step up. It gave Holly a chance to search for her shot rather than be, um, you know, just a recipient type score, you know, and, and she made plays that, you know, maybe she hasn't made a lot of in her career um, because she hasn't been asked to do it. And, you know, I just think that sometimes when you have nothing to lose and something to play for, mm. those are the scariest teams. On top of that, I felt like we knew who Texas was with Rory. You know what they're going to run. You know when they're going to run it. Um, you know, and, and certainly coaches have tendencies regardless. I mean, I knew um, when they got a three-point play and went to a timeout that if they made the free throw, they were going to be in a press. And so we, we set up the perfect press break, you know, to get a layup at the other end. And so coaches can still be predictable. We're all creatures of habit. Um, you know, the, the last play they ran to get a three um, out of a timeout was a play they ran against Marquette last year um, in, in Atlantis that I had watched because I went back and watched every game Texas played without Rory last year. Like, who are they without Rory? What do they run? Mm. What does Vic go to? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I just think they're really talented and they're not just the fifth ranked team in the country or at the time weren't the fifth ranked team just because of Rory but I certainly think she's an important piece to who they are and what they are and I don't think that in one day you figure out like that you have holes you know like they're gonna have to figure out all right what do we do um how do we move pieces around and and I heard Vic say it um in his press camp conference because I I always address these kind of things later too like sometimes we as coaches put our players in bad positions and we don't mean to, you know, but it's like, okay, I ran a play late that, you know, Amina Muhammad denied and we got a turnover and I, I shouldn't have run that play. I should have run a screening action into a catch because I put bugs in a bad position to get open, you know, and I think early, probably the actions he was running required a wing entry pass. And we were just like on fire to begin the game in terms of our ball pressure and our denial and so, you know, when he settled in the middle ball screen and you don't need, you don't need a wing entry pass to get into high ball screen, all of a sudden they functioned at a way different level. So, you know, sometimes we as coaches have to figure out things, you know, in game or even when, when things happen to players, like what is this team going to be good at? And, and it's not going to be the same thing in every game because not everybody defends you the same way. You know, um, in talking to Nikki Collin as we prepare for opening night at the Foster Pavilion, and uh, and then of course just the opening act, Nikki, right? Baylor women go uh, Wednesday night versus the uh, Horn Frogs. TCU comes in, so two big opening nights. But I, I in watching that game the other day, it was. Uh, and it's funny that you mentioned Tim Brando because I used to have Tim on quite a bit, and his, and he has done it forever. Uh, so that was kind of fun to hear him on the call. And that was a Fox game. It's kind of rare. We're so used to all those ESPN games. But by the way, I don't know if you've gone back and watched the TV copy, but like he, his his famous little thing. How do you do? He did that for Yahya. Yahya hit a big. I think it was Yahya. And he was like, how do you do? And I thought, oh, my gosh. Because, you know, that's, like, become my favorite player on the team. And I'm always like, oh, man, let's – and I know you've got to kind of go through the up the peaks and valleys of getting her up to speed 
and all that. But obviously, as you talked about after the game, I mean, there's, she does things, honestly, that nobody else can do. Um, you know, so I, but, but the thing that stood out to me, too, was like the responses, right? You, you'll go up 18 to 6. At one point, it was like 14 to 2 or something. And you're kind of running them out of the gym. And, 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 but they hung in there and they kept fighting back and they would get to within two. They would get to within four or whatever. And, you know, sometimes you can get that's hard to hold that off when you keep getting those little runs like that. And yet every single time somebody would would do something. Uh, Dre comes to mind a lot. Um, Bella was hitting threes. I mean, what what did you when you kind of look back and you were thinking about that game? Did that stand out to you? Just those constant responses, even when Texas would fight its way back in. Well, if you love offense, that third quarter to start was insane. Um, <laughs> you know, I think at the first media timeout, um, both teams were seven for nine from the field um, to start the third. We couldn't stop them. They couldn't stop us. You know, and I thought we had players that had big moments um, a little bit at a time. You know, I thought Yaya, you know, did most of her scoring in the second quarter. Jada was like a one woman wrecking crew in the third quarter. Like she just was, it felt like one highlight play after another um, by her. I thought Sarah hit timely threes. Bella hit timely threes. And then I thought at the end of the game, it was Dre. You know, I thought the last two post-up baskets um, that she maneuvered and finished, um, I thought one was like super textbook and clean and and, you know, she got an easy look, and one of them was, like, really good defense, and she scooped it over her left shoulder with her right hand, and it was <laughs> it was vintage it was vintage Trey, uh, but also a play that, you know, when you're the opposition, you're like, dang. Like, you know, sometimes you just tip your cap. Like, yeah. you know, there were times when, when we were in, in uh, Booker's space, and she just got the balance bounce and rose up and scored over us, and – you know, it was just her size. And so there are times as a coach that you feel like um, you did everything you could. I thought offensively, when we didn't turn the ball over, I thought we could do whatever we wanted against them. And putting 85 on Texas, shooting 50, almost 8% from the floor and 45% from three, like it, they, it was pretty crazy. You know, I thought offensively, uh, once again, when we took care of it, we, we executed at a really high level. And I thought we had a chance a few times to like give us give ourselves a little more breathing room and we would we would get a defensive stop and outlet it to them you know and and we did some um some things that you know you don't do against everybody because you don't you don't feel the pressure um that you feel against Texas most of the time but I thought I I thought coach uh Schaefer like pushed the heck out of a game in terms of getting them to battle and compete and fight and and I thought we made we make good plays and big moment plays, and um, I thought we stayed poised. You know, even when they made big runs in the second quarter, um, I just I just didn't think we lost our poise. Nikki Collin on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, getting you ready for tonight over here from all oh, the uh, Foster Plaza, Foster Pavilion Plaza just right over here next to the arena as um, all the final adjustments are being made so that uh, when the, uh, the doors open, 
in just minutes, you'll be able to to go in, find your seat. That uh, Nikki, by the way, did you take a peek up at the media section? Did that uh, just to kind of see where we would be, what our vantage point? Did that was that anything that crossed your mind, or did that not uh, was that not something you you were particularly interested? No, in? No, I was up there. I was actually up there on Sunday, thankfully, um, uh-huh. just as the men were practicing and we were walking the concourse and. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, once again, not a bad seat in the house, but that's a pretty good spot right there, um, mm-hmm. to, uh, see the game. Yeah. Either the behind one eleven or one fourteen back there somewhere. So I think it'll be, and you're right. There's just no, everything's going to feel close in the, um, in the new foster pavilion. Um, okay. You said it, your, the, uh, the turnovers, I know drew your ire. It's a great win. Both teams combined for what, 45 turnovers. So obviously you had a lot of steals and you put pressure on them. They, I guess they did the same to you. It seemed, you know, pretty uncharacteristic for your team. Was that just the uh, environment, the, just the usual Texas ball pressure? How much of that was just kind of like, uh, what, what, did, what have you, what did y'all kind of work on to, to hopefully uh, address that? Well, I mean, it, the, the interesting thing is um, this time of year, there are certain things you address and certain things you don't. Like you, mm. you look at a game like that and you say, okay, what did we do poorly that is going to impact our next game if we do it again, you know, versus how much of what happened to us was um, directly related to who Texas is, you know, and it's not TCU. Um, I anticipate TCU to play a lot of 2-3 zone. I promise you Texas did not play one possession of 2-3 zone. <laughs> they played two possessions of 3-2 zone, which is two more than they, they played, um, you know, in the games ahead of ours. But, um, you know, like it's, you try to translate like what, what you need to, and then, and then you look back at it because you play them again. And it's like, okay, these are the things we can't do. The thing about Texas is it's, it's not necessarily their ball pressure. I think they're a good ball pressure team. I think you can also get by the first level of their defense pretty consistently. What they're so good at and what I think makes Texas Texas is their rotation, their help side defense. They are always coming. Um, and sometimes they're going to flood the lane with three and four people. And I just thought we didn't do a good enough job at times of understanding the congestion that was going to be there. We had the ball – um, stripped, I think three or four times, um, we got in there and when help side rotated, we traveled, um, which is ultimately, at least we can set our D when it's not a live ball turnover. Um, we got off balance and didn't always make the best pass because of the congestion coming. So some of that is about reading where's the help coming from and do I play off too? Because sometimes it's not just the turnover. Sometimes you take a difficult shot in there in congestion when, there's there's a better there's a better play there's a better pass now the fact that we assisted on as many baskets as we did against Texas is a big deal um, because people do not um, score on them on assisted baskets and they don't they give up threes but they don't teams don't usually shoot it well from three and so I thought when we did the things that we had really focused and worked on we were really really effective um, but when it's the first time as good of the teams as we played. 
you know, we, we kind of dismantled Miami's man-to-man pressure to start the game when we played them. So we saw the majority zone um, or press the zone or, you know, and so because of that, we didn't face that constant physical rotation. Um, you know, they had length at every position without, without Rory being out there. And so, you know, I think there's a lot to learn from it, but I think when you're, when you're coaching, you have to take the lessons that are, that'll translate to the next game or really impact you. So um, we got to be better the next time we play them, no question. Uh, but ultimately we, um, scored more off of their turnovers than they scored off of ours. And, and so we didn't really lose that battle at the end of the day. All right. And, and Nikki, last thing I had for you, um, the team you're playing tomorrow um, and opening Foster Pavilion for the Baylor women is TCU. Um, this is not the TCU team that we've seen for the better part of the last eight or at least five to seven years. <clears throat> this TCU team's on a roll. They, they're now in the top 25 uh, for the first time in, I think, quite a while. They're number 23 in the country. And it's got a, a real Pac-12 look to it because you got a player from Oregon and Sedona Prize, a Prince, excuse me, and, you know, Madison Connor comes in. I mean, you've got players that were – uh, Arizona, Arizona, Oregon. Jaden was with you guys. Um, you got a Stanford player. I mean, this this is a incredible team that's sort of been put together on the fly. Um, what are you seeing from TCU, and and what do you expect in this game? What do you what do you have to do to slow them down? Because every time I look, you know, Prince, who obviously is a big time post player at six seven, is scoring like. 25 and 15 and a player you know really well in Jaden is like 10 and 10 I mean it took 10 points in 10 assists so they've they've been on quite a roll they um you know for the the fans obviously everyone followed coach Tang at Kansas State last year um you know who kind of assembled a team at the last second and took them to the final four like I think this is a team um, assembled similarly a little sooner um, than Coach Tang. But, uh, you know, I think uh, they've got really good pieces and they fit really, really well together. Um, I think their their weakness has been, you know, their depth. Um, they really only play six um, when, when, it, when push comes to shove uh, against, you know, their more quality opponents. Um, but I think the way they, they compete, you know, they know um, their bread is butter getting – Madison Connor shot. Uh, she's second in the NCAA in three pointers made um, behind only Caitlin Clark. And, you know, Sedona Prince is not just six, seven, she's six, seven. And, and it's not like when we played Oregon's front line, that was big. Like Sedona Prince is six, seven and can shoot the 15 to 17 footer. She can play off the bounce. She's got a good feel for the game. Um, you know, Jaden is playing her best basketball of her career um, because she's surrounded by four shooters, you know, uh, well, three shooters and a big, you know, that's not hard to pass to. And so, you know, she's doing a good job of playing downhill and finding her shooters and, and being, um, making simple plays and Connor's ability to get her three off quickly, um, on the move. Um, they, they run really, really good actions. Um, you know, they've, they've played more zone than man lately. So probably going to see a lot of two, three zone. Um, but they do play man, and and so it's it's going to be it's no mystery. Like when you look at our pace versus their pace, you know, in terms of how we want to play, 
um, you know, we, we need to win the battle of, of styles in terms of, of pace. Like we have to get Prince running up and down and up and down and up and down and, and wear her out because, you know, if she, she makes, you know, I, I think it's, it's Connor and, and Prince are, are their two go-to scorers, but they're Stanford transfer. And, and I'm, I, Emma Agnes, I don't know how to pronounce her name and I should, but she, to me, is someone who makes open threes and rebounds the heck out of the basketball and makes them really, really difficult to guard um, because it's hard to help off. So um, they just, they're, they're a really, really good basketball team. And even Roberson off the bench gives them some size and length. And so, I mean, it's going to be a really big challenge for us. They're obviously, when you're, when you're undefeated, you're confident, you know, and, and I think, they they are looking for their first top twenty five win and, and I think they're gonna wanna play spoiler. Hey, it's the new mm. opener of this building and, and Baylor jumps up to six and you know, it just makes them more ripe for the for the picking. And so, you know, it's it's my job as a coach to to get our players to understand A, how good they are, um, and B, like we can't take anything for granted and we we are where we are because of how we've prepared and uh, you know, just continue to to prepare at an elite level in terms of um, playing to our strengths and minimizing our weaknesses and, and understanding who our opponent is. All right. I've got her down as in Nopu, by the way, if you want the mostly, the mostly yes. interpretation. I, I have she's been. Fantastic. She's, she is, um, you know, the energy she brings, she doesn't take a bad shot. It's open threes, it's straight line drives and it's offensive rebounds. I mean, yeah. she is, she is really good in her role. Um, and doesn't go outside of it um, very much. So I just I think they're they're a really nice um, combination of players. They're a little like yeah. us the first year when we only were seven deep, but you know we kind of knew like what that rotation mm-hmm. looked like, and everybody played a lot of minutes. And um, so you know we we've got to create pace because of how many minutes their starters play mm-hmm. game in and game out. All right. Well, I'm excited for Wednesday, and um, y'all are doing a lot of cool stuff. I mean, T-shirts, coins. I, I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff attached to this. But the main thing is let's get in the new arena, start establishing that as a home court advantage. I did think that was interesting when you said Sarah. I hadn't thought about that. You said you were talking about Sarah playing so well against Texas and that, like, she was one of your only Texas-born or Texas players, uh, players from Texas. And I thought – Gosh, that's weird because, like, you've put this portal team together. I mean, you got players from all over. Um, I say portal team. I mean, some of them are homegrown. But, yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating college basketball. And then I looked at TCU. They've got seven players from Texas. You just never know. Uh, but this is kind of – this is uh, this is just fascinating because we're – and when I say they've got seven Texas players, they also have players from Australia and all these other places. So it is. Yeah, and I think when you look at them, it's, it's Jaden and Sedona who are the Texas players or Roberson. So yeah. you know, three of their top Texas kids and, and Roberson's the only one that chose TCU the first round. And, and, you know, Sedona was the third, third round and Jaden the third round. And it's, it's just a unique time in college yeah. basketball and college sports in general. Um, but you know, I think Mark Campbell's done a great job of assembling that team and, and getting them to compete at a really, really high level. And, you know, they just, we haven't faced a team since Utah that, that shoots it as well as they shoot it, you know, so it's going to come 
down to us really understanding, you know, who their shooters are and make their tough, make them make tough shots and then rebound the basketball. So um, they're a really, really talented offensive team. All right. Um, It's, uh, it's, it's exciting time. By the way, wherever Bugs and Bella are from, just keep going back there. You know, Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma City, they don't have to be from Texas. <laughs> just keep wherever. <laughs> those, are, those are tremendous uh, players. And by the way, Baylor was down a – I know we made a huge thing about Rory, but Baylor was down a starter too, basically, with Asia, you know, only being able to give you 10 minutes. So, hey, all that uh, – we're very excited, and uh, congrats on being six in the country and, of course, now the target becomes even bigger. But uh, enjoy it. Uh, we'll celebrate the, uh, the, the men tonight uh, opening the arena, the women tomorrow night. Nikki, uh, really appreciate it, and, uh, and, and have, have fun tomorrow night. Thank you so much. There she goes, Nikki Collin on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Okay, everybody driving in, we'll get you ready with some last-minute uh, thoughts as uh, we get ready to open the uh, arena, Baylor versus Cornell. It's coming up next.